Hi, I'm Chris Roberts, and this is Late Night Vacuum. Welcome to the Late Night Vacuum. Welcome back to yet another episode of Late Night Vacuum. I am Grockies, returning with the wonderful and amazing Dublar Thackeray. Hello, you hairy, wondrous love muscle. How have you been, sir? And how is everybody? I have been sick. <laughs> yes, you have. Oh my god, yes you have. Okay, so we've got lots to talk about, um, and we'll cover uh, what's been happening with us uh, very immediately. But before we do that, we should sync. On the count of three. One, two, three. Stay alive, stay alive. You're off. You're off. I'm off. We're all off. We haven't done this in a long time. Ha, ha, staying alive. Staying alive. I don't recall them doing the worm with their hands. Oh, shit. Yeah. Getting reactions in chat. Thanks, Mammon. Proper oh, reactions of yeah. we are horrible and destroyed your souls. Uh, it's good to it's see you as best. well, Carl. Um, so, Grankies, how have you been? It has been, it's been two months, more than two months, I think? I think it's been two months. It's been month, two months. Yeah. It's been a while. I haven't it's been, been a allowed while. to stream. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm, I'm sure people are kind of curious, but... Um, how much do you want to kind of say what's been going on? Um, okay, so I started getting some chest pains, and they they were bothering me for for a bit of time beforehand. I, I was still streaming while doing that. They weren't mm -hmm. anything too severe, but I set it up with my doctor, and they did a wellness check on me. What does a wellness check mean? Uh, wellness checkups are just sort of an overview and then uh, to see if they want to go further with exams uh, where I don't have to pay money for the initial exam because I can afford doctor's visits and still mm. kind of can't. This is this this is going to hurt. But um, <laughs> they were concerned about my heart with the chest pain, with where it was radiating. And so they said, all right, anything where you're amped up, excitable, that sort of stuff. Uh, I, I still kept doing Brock voice acting because it was very limited in its amount of time. But daily streaming, mm. sitting in the chair as much, especially not so much. So I had to stop streaming under doctor's orders. And yeah. they then put me through the gamut of a couple of stress tests, an echocardiogram, blood work. Uh, initially, they did see something on the first stress test where they thought a portion of my heart was not getting oxygen. Um, they had to check it further. They found out it was just motion and shadowing on the first one, but then the cardiologist saw something they didn't like, so they ran a second stress test. Everything came out fine. Everything came out fine on the echo. 
Come to find out it was radiating pain from my kidneys because of the medications I've been on in the past. Um, they basically, my kidneys did not like the amount of medications that we're having to process. And that was causing all sorts of other issues. So yeah. it needed to cut a bunch of stuff out of my diet, like salt. I have to not take intake of that. Um, have to watch all sorts of other things and also have a bill that's just shy of 3,500 bucks. Yeah. Which they're kind of demanding payment on quick because that's one of the ones that you don't get to not pay on disability. That's one where they can shut your bank account off. That's not good. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, I'm, uh, now I'm dealing with the aftermath of, okay, now I made sure I'm not dying, so I, I got rid of the immediate portion of that, but, of course, there's the follow-up of, you know, the stress that comes with having to make sure you're not dying in the U.S. And I do have insurance. Mm. This wasn't insurance list. All of the tests added up together were, and doctor's visits were somewhere in the neighborhood of like $85,000 with everything that they did. Fucking hell. Seriously, America, what the fuck is wrong with you? So, yeah, that, that, were, that was the charges just from me, the one patient, for that. And then insurance covers all, but, you know, that 3500 just shy of it. It's thirty four ninety two ninety seven. The wonderful illusion that these procedures actually cost that amount of money to begin with staggers me. It's, yeah, they don't. We know it. But yay, yay, yay for overpriced medical stuff because the system is pretty broken. Well, I'm somewhat glad you're still alive. So that you know, that part has me glad, and I'm allowed to stream. So that part's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you completely skipped over the pneumonia. Yes, afterwards, because, <laughs> of, uh, because of being in the hospital to get all of these checkups, I managed to get a sinus infection because I'm prone to those because they screwed up my adenoid surgery when I was a kid. Mm. So every about, it's between a year and two years, depending on how long it takes to build up. But essentially, I build up a bunch of scar tissue and it has to go away because it dies off and comes out. They, they fucked up, basically. Uh -huh. It's chronic. There's no fix. It, it is what it is. However, because it was developing and I went into the hospital, I got a nasty sinus infection with not a virus, but bacteria. And yeah. because of the drip, it went into the lungs and I got pneumonia. And because it was the hospital variant, it happened to be antibiotic resistant. And it actually resisted the first course of antibiotics. This is why my bill is so high right now, because I also had to go through this. Uh, I had to go through two different types of antibiotics. The second one is, I can't even remember the name right now. It's the stuff they use to kill off anthrax. Because this is so antibiotic resistant. Uh, yeah, I, I had spiked a fever of 104 and a half at one point. And was like coughing up horribly, and yeah, it's 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 quite quite bad. So yeah, yeah, I had pneumonia for a bit there, 
that they had to get cleared up and I had to uh, get not sick. And, uh, oh, and you've completely skipped over the laryngitis. Oh, yeah. I lost my voice at the tail end of it, but that's kind of normal when you're hacking up that much and coughing. So I, at the tail end of the pneumonia caught laryngitis, my voice went out and, you know, I mean, I blew out the vocal cord a while back. So when I get sick, it's prone to happen just because my body's trying to protect the vocal cords. So the swelling just kills my voice and I have to go on vocal rest. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess what's really trying to say is um, it's, it's been uh, an interesting couple of months. Um, yeah. yeah. And when Mammon it rains, Lord, it fucking pours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, chat is giving you all the love and support. Uh, uh, 20 days later from Carl, uh, Mammon is a uh, long story short. Grackies is a zombie now. And Star Sickle is shouting out, what is dead can never die. Um, yeah, pretty much. I'm not a zombie. I'm a white walker. You're a Look white. how pale I am. Well, true. Actually, you are looking really good uh, on on being completely fucked over. Um, you're, you're looking good on it, sir. So, um, you know. Well, you know, when they give you top-end antibiotics and stuff, it tends to kill all the things in your system, so. Yeah. So, yeah, so good times. Um, and it's with that, and, and with that, you know, yeah, shall we do the the a very easy segue into what we've been playing? Oh, it's such an easy segue. Yeah. Well, talking about German disease ridden experiences, what have you been playing recently? Season five of Overwatch. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a season one. Uh, competitive runs and seasons that are three months long. Oh, so, okay. So how has season five gone for you? Season five is toxic as fuck. That's why it's... Oh, I play. see. There you, uh, it yeah. makes so much sense now. Yeah. Um, I've been doing well. I took a break from the game for a bit, but started mm. playing it more. And when I came back to playing it, now my accuracy is way higher I watch a lot of the pros play. I've been watching the Overwatch World Cup, so I know positioning strategies. I know how to do the things, and uh-huh. I can execute on them now. So I carry in gold where I've been stuck. I can carry as long as I don't have people purposefully throwing the game, and they're at least semi-competent and right. can you know do some damage. It doesn't matter what position I'm playing. I can follow up and get the necessary kills, especially if I'm DPS. Like, if they poke someone a little bit, I will finish that. If, nice. you know, a tank dives in and slightly misses times their dive with something, I've got them dead before the rest of the team are there because the coordination in gold is not nearly what it is at the higher ranks. Oh. And I also get to scrim with masters, grandmasters, and a couple of them made top 500. And I can't say who they are because they asked not to be said, but I get to scrim with these guys and I can go toe to toe with one of the top 500s who's a big Winston player and I can play my Winston against him and win nine out of 10 times because I know the positioning way better. I analyze an entire play field fast. That's where my thing comes in. I'm not necessarily the top of the top of Twitch playing Mm -hmm. for 
aim, but analysis of a competitive battlefield in very, very short bursts of time and coming up with the strategy against it and timing that is where I've always been strong. So nice. I can always time my stuff, time ultimates with the team and call out. And if people listen, I, I my my win rate is through the roof now. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were telling me earlier about uh, uh, people thinking you were botting, which was amazing. Well, I had back-to-back -back games with Soldier 76 with uh, accuracy at 78%. And uh, yeah, people uh, people tend to not like it because it was uh, I was solo queued. It was late at night, so I picked up a five stack. So I got the five stack in me, and then we played against the six stack, and it happened to be that twice on the cycle because it's late at night and... You know, the MMR matchmaker can do that, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So by the end of the second game, <laughs> the other team was accusing me of botting, and I immediately contacted Blizzard and told them, hey, feel free to look at all my files. Go ahead. <laughs> I will turn on a stream and show my mouse. My accuracy has gotten a lot better in gold because people tend to run in a straight line or stand still at the edge of a choke where I can just hit They're them e at the corner. Yeah. Yeah. That and then <sighs> Sky Factory. Yeah, I was going to say, I tuned in and uh, you've been playing um, uh, Sky Factory. Now, to people who don't know Sky Factory, how would you describe it? Okay, uh, Sky Factory is a Minecraft mod. It is basically you are the god of your world. You start off with a tree. That's it. You are at the top of a tree with one dirt block. So you have to manage to harvest a sapling if you don't mm -hmm. you're kind of screwed go down take the wood build a bit of a platform and put up a second tree get a couple more saplings to start off and then from mm -hmm. there you build out an entire world you can set up auto harvesting for things like dirt and cobblestone and all the resources that you need there's a bunch of other cool stuff in the mods for late game mm -hmm. um and it's very relaxing and very fun. I have a grand time playing it. I started watching Achievement Hunter playing it and kind of was like, oh, I want to play that. Yeah. Because I wasn't really allowed to do exciting stuff. That's why I took a break from Overwatch for so long. And uh, so while I was forced on that break, it was like, oh, I'll try Minecraft again because I needed something relaxing. Then I saw them playing Sky Factor. I'm like, oh, I'll figure out how to get this. But I couldn't get what they had. Yeah. And then I found out the Twitch, the new Twitch app actually has it in the launcher. You can get it right through the, the new Twitch desktop Oh, you're app. fucking kidding me. No, it's that easy to get it. You can get it right in the, like, I have it on my screen right now. It's right in the Twitch app. That's you, fucking You just amazing. go to mods, uh, Minecraft, and then you just find, you, you do uh, browse the mod packs, and then you search for Sky Factory. Oh, man, that's so good. I am really loving the desktop app. So Twitch. It's, you can it's got it. some really awesome things. And then you can just build out a world. And thanks to Mammon Lord, we have a server that in Rawr. my Discord, in the subscriber channel, so only for the mods or anyone who's subscribing, you can that way get access to the server so that we can build a world together. And you can do a lot more cool stuff in when you have a group of people than mm. when you're trying it solo. There's way too much to manage solo like oh. there there's a whole farming pack there's a chicken pack there's uh 
dragon crafting. There's the the big like nuclear engineering stuff. Like th there's a ton of things in this in this mod pack. I'm trying to imagine myself as a radioactive chicken farmer. You could do yeah, that. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> the, um, well, that's actually I, I did catch you playing some of that, and you were you were so ch you were so channeling Bob Ross. I mellowed the fuck out. Um, it was very nice. Yeah, it's, it's uh, perfect. It's perfect to have a little bit of mellow time, but there are, can be exciting stuff to do in the game. So, especially once you start to kind of build out the area, and then you've got to kind of get to other zone, other places, and and mobs start coming. And how do you deal with that? Oh, those are easy. You just put torches down; they never spawn. Ah, you play it safe, and then you build up a building called a, a mob farm. Uh, that can't blow up, so usually obsidian. You put fans in there with a bunch of spikes on one wall, and then the mobs will all spawn in that room and get pushed into the spikes and die over and over again. And then you have an, a box that collects everything automatically from within range, and it just grabs all the stuff from the mobs. Lovely. It's, it's, it's been great. a while since I've played. I should really get back to that. Yeah, um, It's, it's um, wonderful fun. Yeah. It's, it's good times. And I plan to create uh, cool little competitions in there because I am such a fan of the Achievement Hunter guys and, and the Let's Play stuff. It's, you know, stoked my creative brain on things I can do to them and I do have the name of the trophy that I am going to give out for when we do have competitions that people will be able to compete for. Awesome source. It's going to be the, because we do space stuff. Um, it's going to be four blocks of redstone because you can't mm -hmm. do the gold. That's Tower of Pimps. But it's going to be four blocks of redstone, and I am calling it, because of space, the Red Rocket. Oh, scooper. Um, wow. Yep, 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 yep. I've missed you. Oh, you fuck. Um, it's perfect, isn't it? It's, it's really good. I approve of that so much. Um, let's see. From my side, what have I been playing? Well, I'm going to show onto the camera. Uh, people can see that. That is uh, on the mobile game called, called Cats. Uh, Crash Arena Turbo Stars, I think it's called. It's basically uh, build your uh, tiny vehicle, fit wheels, weapons, chainsaws, drills, lasers, rockets, um, put your wee cat in, and then have it um, automatically fight other other vehicles um, controlled by other players, and it's crack cocaine. Or is that is that a drug? I don't know anymore. I can't stop playing it. Oh my god! Um, I am so hooked. It's ridiculous. I tried to get you into it. Have you played any of it? I did for a bit, but it didn't hook me as much. No, I see. I don't like tapping games, but I like this one because it's the spirit of the choices you make will help fuck you up. Um, there is a positive lean, uh, positive progression path in which case you'd, you'd have to be fucking tragic um, uh, for you not to uh, uh, kind of go through and proceed in some way. And there's always like a positive reward aspect unless you're really shit. So it's kind of like a little bit of an illusion about how well you do. But equally speaking, it's it's a, a lot of fun when you're playing a game and you see that somebody else is online and they've just beaten you and you're going, the fuck, if I melt X, Y, and Z, can I get this tiny, tiny upgrade? And Will it be enough? And and then timing it for when the rounds end to make sure that you peep, 
peek past the post and various things. So big into that. Um, I played uh, a terrible game um, called uh, Paradigm. Oh, was what, that the AI it? one? No. Have you played that yet? Yes. Well, yeah, okay, let's talk about this one first. I haven't played it yet. I want to hear what you think. Oh, about the, the AI one? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's it called again? Uh, I think it's called um, Lockdown or... Let yeah, me it just might be that. Um, Basically, the premise of that game is... Uh, oh, yeah, it's called Localhost. Localhost. Um, things called Localhost, which are sort of like synthetics, they're bots. Some of them have become self-aware, apparently. And you need their drives yeah. back. So you have to convince them to unlock the drive so that you can delete them. Basically, you have to convince them to die. Yeah. So it's it's a whole game about are AIs actually sentient or is it just programming sort of thing? I must be a goddamn sociopath because I managed to wipe every drive. No Ooh. issue. Like, like I could see where they were going and the bots and how they were writing it. But for me, it was just a thing of, eh, you're synthetic. You have a hard drive. I can wipe this out and put something else on it. You can't do that with brains. So let's do that. Oh, you're a, you're a hard person. I'm oh like, my it's word. my job. You're getting deleted. Oh my word. That's epically scary. Yeah, so I was uh, able to go through, and it was like, there was a twinge on one of them, like, oh, God, wait, can can I see my character? Are they human, or am I a synth that's doing this, and I'm actually, like, synth that... Are you, so are there, you were, there were a few twinges there, but mostly it was like, eh, this is my job, delete, 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 AIs don't get to rule humans. Oh, no. Oh, you've destroyed my people. Um... The, uh, there's a, there's a, a friend of mine actually has just got a game out um, uh, called Subsurface Circular, which is a, a, a AI robot detective story on a train, mm. um, and it's a it's 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 graphic, but they talk in text chat, so it's like a text-based graphical in, uh, investigation. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to playing it. I'll have to talk about that uh, next time. Um, uh, but, you know, the game I was going to talk about that I played that was actually um, shit was a game called Paradigm. I don't know if I mentioned it before, uh, but it's the one that sticks out on my head as particularly awful. Um, so I'm a big fan of point and clicks. I love the point and click game. Secret Monkey Island obviously is 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 there. You've got your Grim Fandango. You've got you know that of that uh, Lucas uh, art. Indiana skill. Jones and uh, Indiana Secret Jones. of Atlantis. Yeah, um, and uh, oh, the, the, those. But uh, Paradigm is a sing is a game made by I believe one person, um, and uh, you you play something slightly lumpy. Um, and you uh, in the future, and you go on this adventure, and you interact with objects and things. Um, and it's got like I think eighty six on Meta Cricket. Meta Cricket. It's like uh, not really a cricket. It's not not really cricket. And um, it's got something like ninety nine out of ten or ninety two percent positive reviews on Steam. Damn. 
It's shit. Um, my feel of it was uh, great point-and-click mechanics are taken care of. Um, puzzles are somewhat interesting. The the humor, which is to my mind the heart of the game, was strained. Ooh. Um, so. Uh, uh, for me, I unfortunately I, I I compared it against the best, and uh, it doesn't it doesn't match. It doesn't if, it doesn't come up to snuff. If you're doing a point and click, you gotta match those old school Lucas Arts games. Yeah, um, and the humor it was strained and it wasn't landing. So um, after playing it for a bit, I actually um, had to give up on it. It it was it it was. Um, leaving me empty. There was no, there was no reward in playing, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, the other thing I've been playing is Durandur. 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 So uh, I've start, I found I was on uh, Reddit uh, looking for a game, and uh, found uh, this this. Uh, uh, GM who or DM who is about 20, mi 20 minutes, sorry, miles away, uh, 20 minutes away by bus. Hmm. Um, Not bad. So, yeah, so I've started playing a 5e game with a bunch of uh, of folks. Um, 5e? 5e? Oh, 5e. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're, you can tell my ears are off. It's like FID. What the hell? Yeah, one ear is higher than the other. Um, and so, yes. So uh, I'm playing um, a, a, a character called Rags, or his real his real name is uh, uh, on Earth, um, or Hale von Earth. Um, uh, he's uh, a mouse, uh, a mouse folk gunslinger. That is awesome. It's be it's Are you beyond using awesome. The Mercer gunslinger build. Yeah, I'm using his latest build. Okay, um, good. That that one's really well like put together yeah. as a class. Um now bear in mind the last time now yeah, I think that yeah, the last time I played D D, &D uh was uh A D D version two. Oh, second edition. Second edition. Uh where you had to know your Thacker. Mm -hmm. Um uh, so I played that and then prior to that I'd played the original Red Box. Yep, I um, cut my teeth on Redbox, and, and yeah, AD and D was where we really got in as like my friends in middle school. So I know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, and I am loving it. I've got uh, we're, we, we've uh, locked in another date to do another another game, but ho holy fuck, so much fun! Oh, speaking um, of D &D, hold on, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was sent to me by I can't remember who the hell sent it again. This is how scattered my brain is. And I apologize that I, I've forgotten because my brain doesn't work right now. And yeah, yeah. I'm drawing a blank, but uh, someone sent me this. Oh, that's Volo's Guide to Monsters. Oh, that's fucking beautiful. Which means I have even more toys. Yes. As it is, you've already seen me as a DM. I uh, tend to homebrew a lot of stuff. That just gives me easier ways to homebrew things together. Oh, nice. Um, the one, the one thing I love about the mouse folk is that they have. Do you know what their own language is called? 
And this just makes me love them so much. Guess what the language is called? Hmm. Squeak speak. Oh my god. That's awesome. <laughs> so I'm actually um uh very badly I'm gonna start practicing a, a slight Texan accent because I wanna be a slight Texan accent mouse folk gunslinger. And we all know why, because I, I did I remember that conversation. Now what did I say to you? Oh I can't remember. What did you say? It's high noon. Oh, you, you dick. <laughs> oh, my word. Here, man, you know, we've been away for a bit. Um, I don't know. Has anything happened with Star Citizen? Mm, I mean, not that much. No. No, there was, oh. there was just the fact that they, they showed off a... Uh, a preview of 3.0 at Gamescom and had a big oh, presentation, it, you know, just that. Was it Gamescom? I didn't notice. Huh. Acting, acting, acting. Yeah, I mean, the, the the biggest game show in the world. Not the biggest marketed, but the biggest show. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, it's fortuitous timing because, yes, we've just come off the back of uh, Gamescom. Mm -hmm. um, Gamescom is the utter, total, large fucking juggernaut of um, of in, of game industry in Europe, and it is massive. I still and... am crying tears of blood after moderating the chat. <laughs> yeah, Grackies and I modded uh, were mods again for the chat. Um, but I was say I was saying to you, it wasn't. Um, uh, it, it was kind of interesting because we had it pretty full on last year, especially around Christmas time. Um, so this time it was actually um, better than that in terms of management and how we can how to do things. But I don't want to kind of get into that side of thought. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it was um, it was about thirty five, forty thousand people in chat, um, which was quite 40. nice. Forty, yeah. Um, we. Uh, so Gamescom was uh, four days of being on the on on the shop floor, um, mm -hmm. where there were some um, lovely streamers uh, working and assisting with CIG, showing um, three point all oh, the build they had of it. Uh, we had uh, Maya Test, uh, Sergeant Gamble, and DJ Knight. Um, DJ Knight. <laughs> you, have like you have to say it like that. Um, and uh, they. Uh, got a build of uh, 3.0, which um, was the, the the main build with things turned off. Uh, the two main things that were turned off were quantum travel and uh, uh, Moby Glass. Yep. Um, now, I I would assume parts of that would be just kind of uh, where the bugs are and where things are, but also it was, especially for the quantum travel. Uh, just to make sure that uh, everybody kind of could play together. Because the what class yeah. was primarily for the bugs. The quantum yeah. was to limit location. Yeah, yeah. Because um, when you're on a when you're on a moon and uh, you, it's so very easy for you just to kind of disperse and not interact with people. So they wanted the people who were coming in and trying it out to uh, be able to kind of. Uh, interact with each other um, and kind of experience that. So they kind of um, uh, limited it in, in that way. Um, and then, of course, we had uh, the Gamescom uh, uh, evening event itself. Now, mm -hmm. is there anything that kind of stuck out before we kind of go into the, the evening event? Anything that kind of stuck out in the into day-to-day -day streaming? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, well, you know, it needs polish. It definitely needs work still because there are things like you get on your knocks and you immediately tip over. <laughs> so I shouldn't laugh like that. Yeah. So there, there are bugs, which they, this is what I like about CIG at times, is they were okay to note that there were bugs. And the biggest thing that mm-hmm. I really liked is they let the streamers play. And I don't mean just as in they got into 3.0, but they let them try the stupid that we as streamers tend to do, what we call the, the science experiments or four science. Yes. And they let them do things like put a Nox inside an Ursa, which hadn't been tried by QA as far as they knew. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, th- there was there was the whole putting a Nox in an Ursa, making the Ursa Nox as Lando was so keen to say, and we will never oh, really forget the Ursa Nox. Quite all the time, yeah. Uh, so th- there was the putting in Ursa Nox. There was going high into the atmosphere, having someone jump out of a ship, start plummeting towards <sighs> the moon because there is gravity, though it, the gravity is lower, which is why impacts were lessened. Everyone's yeah. like, you know, why, why aren't the ships falling faster? It's a moon. It has less gravity there is actually a setting inside their systems for how much gravity a planetary object, be it a moon, a dwarf planet, or an actual planet is going to have. So that is going to affect how much a ship will drift downwards. But as you heard the streamer saying, they had to do things like strafe up slightly Mm. while flying. And as they got damaged, it became very noticeable. Yeah. They were saying, they were saying they could feel it. It was becoming, it was, it was hard to kind of, uh, pilot not not impossible but they could feel the weight of the ship um so they're yeah but they let them jump out of a ship from high atmo which resulted in a splat of course but then there was other things like jump out and they called it the release and catch which was jump out of a cutlass the pilot getting in front of the person falling getting them in the back door and catching them in a ship free fall and they and fucking did it. Up, it will kill you and I they managed did. to did it. Yeah. They, they, now, it took them a few times. The first but... time that they actually got it. Uh, here's the other part, too. Mm. The first time they managed to actually pull it off, Meyer, who was the, the jumper at that one, Gamble caught him. But because the side door was open and he was a little off aligned, Meyer shot back out the side door and kept falling. Yeah. The full I'm catch like was actually back. him and DJ Knight, but he did. He full, fully caught him. He went back into gravity, stood up, and kind of slammed a little bit into the, the mm-hmm. bulkhead there. And he actually had to heal himself if you, if you saw it. His mm-hmm. character went into the heal animation, so he was bleeding. He took damage because of the impact inside the ship, but he caught him. So you could actually do a rescue on people that are falling towards a planetary object. <sighs> we are so so doing that um yeah that was that was that was epic i just really kind of uh uh loved watching through this stream i did see at some point somebody i think tried to unplug or take one of the cameras i don't know if you noticed that um it was like holy fuck dude and so that was that was an interesting moment i don't uh, know if that was a cig person or a gamescom just yeah player i would no idea what um the other pieces there we got some interesting kind of q a's um Mm -hmm. happening uh one of the big takeaways from that was erin roberts 
Now, let's kind of preface this in that nothing is real until it's real. Um, but the idea is that we're the AUEC. Um, as of 3.1, you should be able to buy ships. Yep, finally. Yeah. It's, Which will it, be pretty fucking awesome. The biggest thing is getting the shop integrated and getting everything into the database and priced. Yeah. Which is why it's not really a 3.0 thing, but they're looking at 3.1 to finally put that online. And whether it's all the ships or a limited selection, don't know, but you're finally going to be able to get stuff in the verse. And I think the big part that they're waiting for to do that is um, more of the net code and more of the uh, persistence to come online, which is 3.1. <laughs> it's slated for that. So yeah. I'm pretty sure that is the big part that they're waiting for before they let you get ships. But the thing we've been saying is you don't need to buy ships. Yes. You can get them in game. This is going to be the getting them in game. And by 3.1, yes. there's going to be more mechanics for earning money in the verse. This is where the game comes online. You can earn money in the game, buy the ships in game, do yes. stuff in game. It, this is where it's the game. Like, this is the first point where it's not, you know, it's kind of been a game, but we've always been saying it's, it's, it's got it's game, game play. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not the game. This is yeah. going to be where it goes from gameplay and stuff in its boxes to the game. I'm uh, looking at uh, Twitch chat and I'm seeing Star Circle uh, say 890 jump, here I come. Oh, you sweet summer child. Um, I wish you well on that. Um, but hopefully you will get there. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, but it'll be interesting when we kind of see the price points, how exponential they are for the bigger ships. Oh, yeah. You know. Um, so we we did have the Gamescom presentation. Um, I don't know how you want to talk about this, but maybe we can talk about it from a kind of a general view and then kind of pick out the kind of big things that we saw. Um so yeah, so we had we had the presentation. Chris was at the Gloria Theater um, with Sandy and the rest of the team, and they uh, they showed it off. What did you see? Okay, so mm -hmm. they kind of skipped over the whole slides thing that they normally do. They had a little bit in there, but yeah. primarily it was demo, demo, demo with some advertising in there. <laughs> um it was Levski. Yeah. So Levski is on uh Delamar. I remember. Um to be honest, at this stage I'm so confused. I don't know. I anymore. think it's Levski's on Delamar, and then they left Delamar. So they, they had a couple of uh of people playing in there. They went through, grabbed a mission. Uh, they showed off the fact that they have FOIP working, which is mm -hmm. face over IP. It's not just voice, mm -hmm. but a new tech where camera can capture your face and it can integrate into the game. And what you're doing with your face links into your avatar. <sighs> yes. Yes. It's basically live performance capture of the face portion of it because performance capture is two parts. It's the face and it's the motion capture portion. This is a big part of what performance capture does, which is the face capturing. 
So yes. they showed that off. Uh, there was some advertising around that, which is a. We'll come to that. We'll come, we'll come to, to that. it. Uh, they continued on after the mission. They got aboard a constellation by. They called out a rover. They went to a constellation with another pilot who they talked to over a face to face Moby Glass call. Oh, yes. So they called another player and the face rigs talked through the call. So there's face to face communication comms, there's FOIP comms yeah. in game. They also showed off the voice and proximity voice, which a lot of games have that, but it's it's still, it shows the progress. It's good tech. They got into the Constellation. They got in, all three of them got in their seats. The Constellation took off. They crashed. Not mm -hmm. the Constellation, the game. Uh, player three, yeah. the game crashed. So they had to reload <laughs> the demo, and it showed that it's, it has a script they were following. As in yeah. a written script, like actors follow this. However, it's not scripted, as in there's not scripts running that do everything inside the game. It was a they had to do it all, and they kind of speed ran through that part. They didn't do everything in the same order. They did it faster. They did things different. You had to wait. They did the things elevator. like they did things like gamers. Yeah, it was a little um, more realistic actually the second time. So I just before you can continue on i do want to jump in if that if that's okay just mm -hmm. want to uh uh two things that came to my mind there was uh yes my heart goes out to um the uh actors mm -hmm. uh because uh i know i know i know i know it's okay it's okay they weren't uh professionals they did it for the love of what they do and the I love of the game them. yeah um and uh unfortunately for me uh i'm a big fan of jim sterling and uh jim sterling has a section in his shows called oh ubisoft uh where uh you know <laughs> that he looks at things that happen uh, and like and so Ubif ubisoft uh do a very scripted engagements when they're kind of showcasing and that then is meant to yeah. kind of have a, an influence over how you perceive something and it, it's it's like we don't need that um and so i can totally understand where they're coming from from uh cid perspective that we have to show uh, a face over ip which means we have to have interaction which means that it would make sense in, in terms of immersion and storytelling to have a, a, an in-situ situation. It didn't really work for me, but I don't want that to detract from the sheer holy shitting awesomeness foipers and that it's, 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 it's going to be in the game. It needs work, obviously, yeah. but it, it's... The tech is really cool. That is immersion stuff. And, and there are two camps kind of with it. Uh, half of it, or uh, even bigger than half probably, is like, oh, it's just a gimmick. And then there's people like me going, PCs were a gimmick. The internet was a gimmick. Yeah. Smartphones were a gimmick. New technology for early that is taken on by early adopters, someone's always calling it a gimmick until... Yeah. You see the use of it and things that connect players to their avatars as well as oh, actually yeah. pull you into the game and immerse you. In In this case, it's not just a buzzword. It is quite accurate to the situation. It it 
surrounds you. You become yeah. a part of that universe by connecting in that way, and you get that sort of tie-in through yeah. avatars in the game, which has been a big part of MMO gaming for a long time. So the more tools you give people to do that and to actually live out moments in the verse, people are going to start doing it. And the fact that it works with a regular webcam, everyone has one of those. They have more stuff they were selling around it. We'll come to that because, because I mean, what's interesting for me is like, so, oh my God, this is not a gimmick. This so is not a gimmick. I don't see it as um, a gimmick. I see it as holy shit tech. Yeah. Um, now, Grackies, you may find this surprising, but uh, I actually want to play Star Citizen with you. Okay. Um, really? I know. Me? I know. Have I know. you seen what I do? I've seen what you do, and I'll be a witness uh, for, for the courts. Um uh, and the coroner the um the the but i want to play with you and that means uh some kind of chat or camera or some kind of experience so the fact that we can we can do that and we can do that in game where i have confidence of up to a, a technical level where the actions and expressions match what you're actually doing means that I'll have a much better read of your character and my interaction with you because the barrier between player character and player becomes very thin. It does. And that's, that's what makes me so happy about this. Um, also, the fact that um, you can use your own camera. Mm -hmm. uh, now, there has been some conversation about, well, what's so special about their camera? Um, and to be honest, I didn't actually kind of view what they were doing there as too much of an ad where they were talking and showing the camera. Um, it's kind of like, because it felt that it was very much an optional thing to me. It's not as if it's something... Um, uh, you know that you know you need to get um, it means that it will it will be kind of the comfort level based upon the person I just saw a, ch a link going into chat about questions about the camera and I think we're going to find more out in the next couple of weeks if not in the next month with uh, Citizen Con coming up because um, kind of curious about how does it rate against the C920 which is a very kind of standard camera I've got a Brio up here so I think I'm probably going to be okay yeah um but uh yeah so uh, and the other thing just around all of this is um you know how i got a tour bi tracker just recently yep just before we started this i took photos of it to put it on ebay because this does face tracking and eye tracking mm -hmm. yep which is what toby does so it's like Right. In that Excuse case, me. I got that so I could expressly use it for Star Citizen, and I got it all set up, and I went, fuck that. eBay no now. No need. Now, this isn't coming out for 3.0, let's be clear about that. It's uh, it's They were showing what's coming down the pipe. Um, but yeah. Uh, sorry, you were saying uh, about the rest of what you saw. Okay. So they speed run back through the presentation uh, up to the point they were. Before you continue, sorry, my own, my own mind just reminded me of the other thing. I pissed myself laughing. I pissed myself laughing, like proper till I hurt. Um, 
on the second run through because they were still doing uh, talking to Eckhart and they were still doing the cuts back and the guy was throwing his like faces like faces yeah. uh, and so it's like I see we're looking for a job oh my god he was messing around just like it's like so you're oh. looking for a job yeah sorry podcast you can't see this but we're throwing stupid faces it was hilarious oh it hurt and it was a good hurt anyhow you go on <laughs> oh, it, it, just to go on the stupid faceless thing, I seriously want to walk up behind players if I have FOIP, or, like, walk up to them while they have their Moby glass up so they're focused on it, they're not really paying attention, put my character face there, and do this. Yeah. Um, the sideways, and for anyone that's seen my streams, it's the sideways head tilt, creepy grin, eyes wide open thing, so my character tilts his head, has the creepy look in the wide eye, so as soon as their Moby glass comes down, yeah. Ah! Yeah, and uh, Sean Tracy uh, also had a video where he showed the rest of the movements and how like skin and things kind of map and move and uh, wrinkle, wrinkles. It is fucking amazing. But sorry for interrupting. Oh yeah, actually they they did a whole part of that um, with the FOIP thing where they showed that in the presentation too. Like you said with with Sean Tracy, actually Sean Tracy's face was controlling the face of uh, what's his name. Actors. Uh, 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 Liam Cunningham. Yes, the Onion Knight. Mm -hmm. Sir Davos, for those that are, you know, that that's actually what Twitch chat exploded with when they showed him. They're like, Davos, yeah. Davos, Davos! It's yeah. like, yes, that is him. He is in Star Citizen. Um, Squadron 42. And, anyway, uh, they, they... Where did I leave off? Speed, speed uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're speed running. They get back to where they were. So back on the constellation, they still do the the face call thing just to tell him land. However, instead of waiting this time, he's already landed in the bays down, ready for him. So it showed that there wasn't an order to this. They did it faster. Mm -hmm. They did it not mm -hmm. in the same sequence. They load up the Ursa rover. They get it into the constellation and they fly to Damar. That's the first location for the mission that they have where comments are made about, I hate sand. So all, <laughs> I, can, all I can think is, God damn it. This guy is Anakin and uh, I, they're not professionals. So, you know, the, the acting is not going to be there is not professionals. It was, it was pretty crazy. I think we need, I think we need to move still, on from the acting. Still. I think better. we need to, we need, okay. Come on, give you a few seconds. Just let it out of your system. No, no, but still better than the prequel acting of Star Wars. That's what oh, I Oh no, I mean, so, yeah, better, <laughs> be, yeah better, better than Hayden. Yes. Um, I hate sand. It's coarse. coarse and it's everywhere. It's That's everywhere. all I could think of at that moment. I'm like, oh my god. Mm -hmm. uh, so yes, yeah. anyway, they so they go from Delamar and Levski. They fly out, which, by the way, it's looking absolutely beautiful there. It's They've gorgeous. definitely upgraded it. They've got more planetary bodies around it, and these are all things you can fly to. These are actual objects out there. Uh, so they fly to Damar, they then proceed to land the constellation, get the rover out, drive the rover to a crashed, I can't even Caterpillar. remember what it was. Oh, it was a cat. They go inside, there are boxes they could have picked up, but they didn't. They go and find the black box that they were looking for, they grab it, a little bit of a bug with it where it disappeared from the player carrying it, but you can still see it. 
I think it's that was a just a. I think that was like a bit of a connect maybe to a sync issue or something was kind of happening. Yeah. So, and they did say there would be bugs. They that mm. this was very much a live presentation <laughs> of like some of the latest stuff. So they, but they do grab it. They get it back to the Ursa rover, and they're going to go back to the constellation to get out. However, they find out someone else is also after the black box. So the constellation gets its ass handed to it and goes boom. Yeah. My, mind you, it was the Aquila also. It was uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Aquila. So new ship to show off. Um, so it get it gets its ass handed to it. They start getting the hell out. Uh, in the rover, and they're like, call for help, call for help. So they <laughs> eventually, eventually do call for help, and they they do connect with someone who's in the system nearby, and help arrives in the form of a couple of gladii, mm-hmm. as well as uh, another ship that these people have in their in in their little uh, merc saving fleet, a hornet, an Idris. They look oh, up I, into I, the cl- sky. I clean forgot that moment. Yeah, they look up yeah. in the sky and they're like, you have an Idris? Yeah, what of it? <laughs> Is it a bird? Is I it know. a plane? Is so, it a flying brick? It's an Idris. The Idris then lands on the planet. Beautiful. They proceed to have some issues getting the rover in due to bugs, but they still get on board the Idris. Mm-hmm. They... So now we see the address, we see the hangar bay, we get to see some of the hallways, and then we see the bridge. Yeah. Um, They cut from that portion of it and go to the the advertising segment. Oh, you really didn't like that, did you? I in, Not that part of it. Like, it felt very... I wouldn't even call it advertising. Commercial. No, I see. I never even read it like that. I'm so intrigued that you you, you read it like that. I because it because like number of times uh, like we have Apple, we have all these things, and they bring a partner on board to talk about what they're doing with them, and that's exactly how I just read that. Um, I, I see those as very commercially QVC too when they do it though. If it's oh, selling a specific you know, plug-in item, do you like know if Apple comes out and says, "Here, we're working with this partner who has this new item to plug into your phone. It's only nineteen ninety. Like it, it, when I yeah, see that, yeah, it's yeah, the same thing. Yeah, but I guess I guess for me the kind of view is I never read it like that. I I did read it like it's a little bit cheesy. But it's something that they they're, they're doing, and this is a sign of their commitment around it. Um, and uh, and that's kind of what I took away from it. I, uh, they didn't do a price point, they didn't do anything like that. They didn't say. In fact, they expressly said uh, it would work with uh, you know uh, other. You don't have to get this camera. You could do, use other cameras for it. And that then, was the good. One. That 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 was the. But that's the one thing that I think some people on. Uh, general kind of feedback I've been reading. That's the one thing I think people are missing is the fact that they they did say that it's not they're they're saying you have to get this in order to make this work. They said this will work with other cameras. That was a big thing for me. That that part made it less selly. If it was it only works with this, I would have been like immediately livid. But it it felt a little a little sales push. I think we'll, 
I think we'll agree to disagree. I can yeah. I can see where you're coming from on that. To me, it was like it it well it was more it was business speak. It wasn't sales speak. Was how I kind of took it. Um, we are actually getting a couple of comments in um, chat about Mad Cats. Um, uh, oh yeah, and uh, 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 Route Seven or Three, which I have totally mispronounced. Rupture, fuck yes. Um, I rupture. Uh, I think it's good. Also, the guy was shaking. Didn't look like a scam advertisement. Yeah, the guy, bless him, he had a little bit of shake on him, so there was a little bit of adrenaline nerves of the camera being put on him, and it was a pre-recorded, and it made me go, "You're a real person." Uh, this wasn't the hi, mighty the bright white because I drink bleach. <laughs> um, it, it did help. Um, so, you know, it's just, eh, I don't know. I've been in the industry so much. I've dealt with marketing teams so much. I tend to be like hyper alert to it. See, for me every day, I, I don't want to call your creds into question, but every day I work with marketing as well. Um, and, uh, I, I saw this being a far more genuine thing, I think. Well, for me, it was negative experiences with marketing, like horrifying. So like, I, I tend to be overly touchy about anything that gets we should near compare, it we should compare notes um but yeah uh, uh, uh chris did actually make a comment about mad cat so um as a bit of background for some people i think in chat who, who who don't know about this um uh they had previously announced that they were doing uh peripherals um uh with cytex slash mad cats um and uh they had some prototypes that came out and it never went anywhere. Um, an awful lot of that has to do with Madcat Cytex financial difficulties, um, and that uh, they basically were were bought out slash uh, went under slash bought out again by by Logitech. Um, so so Madcats uh, they don't they're no more. They don't exist. And uh, with that uh, uh, went the peripherals. Um, now what's interesting is, um, Chris did make a comment about that. It was an offhand comment. <laughs> um, uh, I think, uh, there was, uh, yeah, yeah, he, he, he admitted they'd made a mistake, um, going with Mad Cats and said they were, uh, being better at choosing their partners. That wasn't a shot across the bow. That was a broadside into the remains of the ship. Yeah good times um so sorry for that uh you were saying so we've we've uh they've they they've stopped uh the demo there and that's what everybody from the journalist side had been seeing and then they kind of talked about the 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 face over ip tech and uh continue on sir uh, so they that's when they do the Sean Tracy video also, which was that was great. You got to mm. see the tech working. It just if the face is rigged for it, it works. So it like you saw him with the the onion mm. captain. Um, he got to control that character. It doesn't matter what the character it is. It showed him using the tech, which was yeah. wonderful. And then actually in the video that they put out after it's extended from what they showed at the presentation there's a little bit more there with people talking to each other 
and mm-hmm. the tech working with characters standing face to face. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. Then they go back to the demo stuff, which I didn't expect. And you see everyone now on the bridge uh, because mm-hmm. someone may have died in the previous one due to a bug, which everyone's yes. laughing about. Ramps, made, how do they work? They, they poked fun at it too, which was great. The, the yeah. Oh, you're alive. How'd that happen? <laughs> yeah. I got better. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, with that, there was um, a signal coming across uh, across across to them from another ship well uh, first they take off in the address and they're like where do you have to go oh, for this oh yeah 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 so they well, figured they'll help them finish the mission to get some payment out of it for rescue yeah them. so they yeah. they're like well we got to get to yila and so they're all right plot of course for yila we see the the idris go into quantum which was beautiful it was Actually, previous previous to that, when the Idris took off and you saw the contrails from the going from the planet, oh, <sighs> and and mm. all the 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 dirt and dust kicking up when yes. it lands, oh, it's so good. It, yes. it proper feels like a capital ship with that a big ship. Um, so you see it take off to Eula, and well, a call comes in that essentially tells them, hey. Uh, you killed some of my people back there, and what you got, we want it. Mm-hmm. So hand over the black box, or you're hosed. And uh, the, the the ship that they were on, that we were seeing in the initial part, the rescue Idris in the presentation, uh, returns it with, hey, we can talk about this. Oh, yeah, the other ship that came in as a call that said you took the thing, it was another Idris. And at that point, mm. everyone went, wait, did I just see a blue streak? Oh, my God, that other Idris just fired a railgun shot across its bow. Yes. Fuck. Yes. So they proceeded to launch fighters from the Idris, both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gladii on one side, it looked like what were Buckies on the other, Buccaneers. Mm. I, I'm pretty sure they were Buccaneers. I couldn't remember. They didn't last too long. But, um, so yeah, they they proceed to get into not just a dogfight, but a capital ship fight. You see turrets going off. You see railguns being shot at each the other. The amount that was being fired was... A mixture of incredible and beautiful. It was a lot. Several of the systems were running actually very smooth. We saw a little bit of frame drop on one of them. Mm. One of them had frame drop while they were rendering in two dry fighters and all the fire coming between them. And this isn't polished and done yet. Yeah. They have definitely gotten some progress and that was impressive. <laughs> So, for those people who, for some reason, may not know, what's the average? What's the average size? What's the size of an Idris, roughly? Do you, um, do we recall? Uh, uh, Hundred and twenty me, meters, is it? Uh, I think it's a bit more. Uh, start. I'm just googling it. Uh, size of Idris. Um, now the scale has changed because it's got bigger. Um, but I'm just looking at some updated stats. 
Its length is 237 oh, meters. Right. <laughs> its width is yeah, yeah. Its width is 134. Its height is 50 meters. So we had two of these fighting each other with railguns fully fully operational. So the yeah. big guns were firing off. Uh, they go through a battle, and then we see one of the addresses lose that battle, and it proceeds to, all of a sudden, you see the blue flash, and there is a cascade of death across that ship as fire just starts spreading. You see chunks of it starting to blow off, and then a blinding, yes, completely and totally, like, what? I actually turned my head away because it was so bright so quick. It oh, wow. was a a like a nuclear core detonation flash as it went off with a shockwave and it was like oh what everyone reacted with a moment of holy shit yeah yeah uh it was pretty pretty full on <laughs> um it was very fast um there were some comments about time to kill and i think what we can what we can say is uh for the expediency of uh the drama of the moment plus uh, the fact that they probably haven't, they probably set the um, it, the Idris, um health and everything down low, because if not, it could be a forever fight. Yeah. Um, also offset by the fact that um, it'll be interesting to see what capital versus capital is, because I would assume that if it was smaller ships versus capital, it would be a much longer affair. So you know, obviously, when that comes into our hand, we'll have. And also, Citizen Ryokin in chat says uh, there was no shield effects around the I was going to say that. They had shields off on those as well. Yeah, so, but it was beautiful. But, yeah, time to kill. They, they I hope they slow it down a bit because you got to have time to get to the escape pods. Um, however. Or at least try to get to the escape pods. The great part about this was mm -hmm. Chris stepping up then going, hey. Want to see that again, except this time it's whoever wins wins because they had their like the story was full story script where it was, you know, hey, the guys that took on the initial mission, they're the winners. And, you know, yay, we took out the pirates. Instead, they're like, let's reload it and just let them slug it out as capital ships. Yes. And they do. They reload it. They proceed to go to slug it out. And this time, instead of holding back and rail gunning and, and putting on the show. Mm. They did the thing that made me the happiest in the most presentation. <laughs> presentation. Yes. They hugged a capital ship into another capital ship and then fired the railgun straight through it, point blank. They put the nose of an Idris into the underside of another and just <sighs> fired a railgun shot through it, which took it out. That was the finishing shot. And actually, I don't think they check to see what would happen if you put two interests like that up close because it crashed the demo so it was a good test mm. as well yeah and good data for them to collect but that is what i specialize in so to see a capital ship just go into another one fire a shot off and survive it oh yeah hell yes hugs all the hugs. that that i i just could i just could imagine i could imagine you with your o face um oh yeah like, craig yeah. total craig um, <laughs> that's it it was pretty damn awesome it was pretty damn awesome um let me think i mean from my side i really liked uh the entire presentation uh, admittedly i had to go back and re-watch it because uh 
our focus wasn't on the screen for for for, for the for the entire event. Um, uh, it was the in entire um, scope of that came from can you collect this black box? Mm -hmm. um, and its main core was to show that um, yes, there can be fetch quests, but when there are fetch versus quests, you don't know what's going to happen uh, and, and what the escalation could be. You know, um, so like when you're in an org or you're in a group, you make it absolutely creamed, but doesn't mean you can't come back. Um, yeah, and you, you might lose the ship, but you never know who's waiting out there to help out or might want to jump into the fray. Yeah, so that really appealed to me. Um, I think for me, my punch there moment out of all of that uh, wasn't the 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 Idrai making kissy. Uh, it was the the gladiuses or the gladii uh, landing in the Idris. Yes, they did do that. Because that was one of the big... Um, it's very hard to have something that's moving, have something else land in it while it's also moving. And they were able to line up and land uh, 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 ships. Uh, Star Circle says that was we are Wing Commander Boys moment. Um, it was... Um, that was where I was punching the air. It looked like they could uh, fit a third one in there too. Yeah, it looked like it. Like so, they've got space for three in in the in the main kind of thing. Plus some um, flies on the side. <laughs> you yes, <laughs> we're going to have, have lots of fun with that. Um, Ship touches. So, yeah, so uh, that's really the main kind of presentation. They did also show another a new ship. Um, uh, is there anything else before we go into that? Do you want to say about the presentation? Um, very, very, very well done, uh, and good recovery. I will say good recovery. There's a reason I'm saying good recovery by saying, uh, yeah, as we don't let George Lucas forget the Star Wars Christmas special, we oh. must not let Sig forget their Christmas special. I know it's harsh. I know it's something that everyone wants to put behind them. But they have to remember it so they can say never that again. Emotionally, <laughs> this, is a, this is a really, really good recovery from that. I'm I'm so fucking traumatized by that, that by that Christmas one. Um, I, 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 mm, talking about it just brings me hurt. ATVs uh, have been a really good ramp up to get away from what happened, but this is the first time really they've done the presentation thing since, and they completely and totally nailed it compared to any of that the presentation was a lot better they focused more on gameplay not so much the slideshow stuff they focused on things for people to see and progress this was huge yeah yeah i i can i can agree um we're getting some interesting chat in chat um about the history of various manufacturers and that's probably a good time to talk about the Origin 600i. Um, now, that was... Uh, I call it the Origin Phoenix. The Origin film. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so we'd known that the 600i was coming. Uh, it was uh, a constellation equivalent of words that affect or Origin's answer to the constellation. 
or words to that effect. Um, and uh, they showed a very typical Luca Aswa origin. Everything is curved. We're, we're, we're the apple of space. It looked um, like the Defiant. It looked like the Defiant. Um, it looks beautiful. It looks beautiful. Um, so the 600i comes in two variants. Uh, one is a luxury uh, ship. The other one is an exploration ship. They basically look like um, uh, super sexy versions of the Defiant. And uh, I mean, you just, you have to see it to believe it. It looks gorgeous. Yeah, um, it's... Uh, something we'll have to definitely link up in the in the the notes for everyone to go take a look at. It is sleek. It is what Origin should really look like. It is that type. I, I think they finally are starting, and that makes me mm. really uh, look forward to the rework of the 300 series because now Big they're time. starting to nail down what Origin is about. It feels like how they've always described Origin. The 300 never really felt like how they described it. Yes. And um, it needed some mm. work, not as much work as I think people said, uh, but it like it, there are things about an origin ship that you can always look to. It, it's it's very much that clean future space. There's, it is the Star yeah. Trek versus the gritty Battlestar or Star I think, Wars. Or I think the start of the signature for Origin is the eighty five X ship. Because that's where they yeah. really started to kind of lock it in, and and uh, and you know the the three hundred series ships and the the M fifty, uh, the M fifty is beautiful in its own regards, but it's it doesn't really feel as if it's got a house style. But from the A five X onwards, we've kind of we've kind of got that. And I do have a three hundred question I really want to ask you, but we'll do that I think after we've kind of talked more about the six hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's it's basically the Phoenix Killer in my head. Um, now, and this is the core I'm kind of like torn because, as you know, um, I only have uh, an Aurora. Um, so I've um, got uh, uh, an Aurora um, LN and I've picked up the upgrade package um, to turn that Aurora LN into um, an Aurora 600. Um, I love the Aurora 600. uh, Luxury version, um, because, uh, you know, because I was thinking I should have, I should maybe have an Aurora Phoenix um, version, but, uh, and I know that that's like super rare and everything, but just something about the um, the uh, Aurora six hundred just really really works for me. If it speaks to you, that's the thing. Like that that's always been the big thing with these ships. It all comes down to what speaks to you. Yeah, that's what I love about having the different manufacturers and actually making them different manufacturers. It's like having different car manufacturers what speaks to you yes 
So yes. you have choice. You can go out there. There are going to be the economy ones for people just starting out that can build up to something. But when the selections mm. come in, it's going to be what speaks to you. So there are going to be ships like the 600 that can do exploration, for example, versus, say, a Carrick. Yeah, people I have a note. Decisions I, there. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm thinking that maybe an Aurora Carrick probably limits my need to get an Aurora uh, 600 exploration version. Um, but yeah, I mean, actually, as, it's, as a complete incidental, I managed to um, uh, use my credits, and I, I recently, just as of today, bought back uh, my uh, Aurora Orion. Ooh, the um, Orion, the uh, yeah, the very. They are very small uh, Aurora ship, so I'm quite happy. Um, but yeah, no, I I just love the design ethos of the of the 600. Um, very interested in the Q and A that's going to come up this week about it mm -hmm. because uh, are they kind of setting the luxury against the VIP level transport for the Phoenix? Are they? Uh, how does the exploration rate uh, against say? Um, obviously, the, the the 315 versus up to the Carrick kind of where is it in the sliding scale of things? Um, how how is it fast? Now, if you look at the stats, it's meant to be nimble and quick, but it's got more mass and uh, smaller engines than the Constellation. Now, of course, stats be damned because I think the Connie stats are way out of date, so there could be some stuff there. Um, how how does it work for the cargo units? I think there's only for the exploration there's only thirty two cargo units. It's still a decent amount. Uh, yeah, but there's like a hundred odd for the conning. So Which is it, well here we go. So it's like um, is this are we still in sync or is there a rebalancing happening? That you know are the old numbers old numbers for a reason? Um, the SCU measurements. Um, th so there are little things like that, but regardless, it's just sex. And it uh, has completely, I think, is the I think it's the template for the, for the or Origin series. Now, my question for you, mm -hmm. based upon what you've seen in the 600 and its design ethos, what would you change in the 300 series based on that? The angled wing on the back. Yes. Um, I'd definitely remove that and go more to a sleek side wing look. Maybe with a fin up top, uh, sort of a Learjet style, maybe. Interesting. It it feels like it, it should have that Learjet feel to it, being Origin. Um, it, more futuristic, of course. I would yeah. also... Uh, change the interior by brightening it because it's needed that for a while oh it's very dark inside i'd probably uh, bump the body up just a bit so that there's a little bit more standing room a little less crouchy yeah and uh i i'd set the chair this is what i would do with the cockpit chair mm -hmm. i would set it on a rail so that you can get on it at the back um have a fold-out bed or a, actually more like a bed pod on one of the sides so that the chair comes up and then mm -hmm. a, a terminal set of consoles so that if you're relaxing, you can turn and do stuff. So what you do is you can get in the chair, 
and that chair can turn to face the terminals or that you can activate the chair and it'll slide into the cockpit. So you nice. have a seat for working at terminals. You know, you've got your, your instruments, whatever they happen to be, whether they're basic or more explorer based, you, you ride on that rail to the front. It's, you know, a nice like leather chair. You've got a little bit of a bed pod off to one side in there because, you know, you got to have a little bit of a sleeping spot and then bump out the other one so it doesn't feel like you're crammed in when you're getting in in the back and a little bit of room back there for, you know, a couple pieces of cargo. Well, you've gone far more detailed than I have, actually. I, I was thinking something uh, just very simplistic, which is I would heighten it a little bit so you're not longer you're bending over. I would um, uh, star circle. You're talking about flight of the navigator in chat. Oh my god! I didn't just watch it. I lived it. Um, uh, so yeah, I would kind of stretch out the body um, just to make it a little bit longer. But what I would do is I would keep the the wing thing at the back, but I would fill it in. I would organically. Horrible for atmospheric flight, though. Yeah, I know, but still, uh, because then if you were to do that, and then you were to kind of work on the on the wing shape beyond that, so it had some kind of. Oh, what have you done? Where oh. are you? What have you done? No, no, the the Learjet look. Yeah. Have it so the wings can actually fold up and flip out and fill in, but when you flip to an atmosphere, it actually expands oh, it out shit. and flips yes. it off of that piece so that the panels actually move out and become side fin wings. That would be so beautiful. So sort of go up and arch or flip down to the side so yeah. you can have two different flight modes. So then you yeah. still get the middle fin and then you get the cool look for space. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily have the middle fin. I could have it flat, but the fat and coming up, I would love that. And the couple of things I was thinking about that and would make that be the scoop. Yeah. The couple of things I was thinking about with that is uh, as well as filling it in to give more space to have more things, um, kind of components work for the ship. Um, uh, I was particularly taken by the fact that the, the 600 series has learned from the Hornet in that uh, they have some, uh, shielding around their fucking their their fucking engines, which is of course the the nightmare of the three hundred series, which is um, any any hit in the back takes out the engine um, purely because it's just the way the hitboxes and everything has been designed or the 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 shape of it. Um, uh, the accident of the Hornet was that um, when people uh, would have hit the engine, they hit the, the 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 ship around the engine, the little juts and things. And I saw and I saw that in the the nesting of the engines within the six hundred series. It's like, yes, please incorporate that in the three hundred series. And I was thinking that if you if you kept the overall wing shape design, but you solidified it and wrapped it, you would actually have engine protection. Um, you know, and you could, yeah. I would, and with the right design and having the, the pieces fold out or having X, Y, and Z, it wouldn't necessarily look like a heavy ship. It could still be lean and fast. Just depends how you, how you approach that. Um, and you could it, still mount missiles up there then. Yeah. Like if you leave that top section, so when it folds out, the missiles are actually still on the wings. Yeah, and also I think the five the M fifty has internal missiles, 
So they come out and fire as well. Yeah, the so fifty does. So you could do it either way. I was thinking internal also pop out the sides. Yeah, yeah. Sort of yeah, a hidden yeah. compartment. They. So yeah, so I mean, that was that was my kind of thinking and all that. Um, I don't know if there was much more that happened. I mean. I think just generally speaking, what we've been looking forward to and hoping for is an Evil Catty release and then to PTU and then to live. Um, and in the time that we've been uh, away, they've really kind of, um, you know, they, they've been publishing their their their, uh, up, their weekly updates. They've now moved into a burn down where everything is basically completed and they're showing the amount of bugs they're working through from integration, trying to make things kind of get to that level where we can have it in our hands. Um, I think I think we can safely say we all wanted it earlier. It's much bigger than the 3.0 that we saw last year. Much, stupidly, stupidly, stupidly much bigger. Yeah, for parallel development where you can keep working on other things even if you've got bugs in one spot. Yeah. Um, so uh, really excited to get that. And as um, Star Sickle has said in chat, um, when the Connie took off from the moon, um, he, he, we, we, we saw some of the, the beauty shot of it as it was flying off from the moon. And uh, Chris Roberts said, by the way, all of Skyrim fits in that crater was very much a, mm, yeah. Um, there, is, there is one other thing that um, has kind of come to my attention. Um, so, as part of um, Gamescom, uh, there were various kind of Q and A's um, happening, uh, but there was one. Um, it's on Reddit. It says Chris Roberts Q and A with a Russian community representative at Gamescom. Have you seen this? I have not. So um, this is a translation of it. So I'll, I'll I'll rattle through this, but some very interesting statements um, answers from Chris to some of these questions. So he was asked. Is it possible to stealth hijack a ship so all the oxygen goes out? Um, and Chris goes, you mean decompress the ship? Yeah, it would definitely be possible. If you blow a door open, then all the atmosphere inside will go out. And the response is, so everybody dies? Well, they need a suit on. If they have a suit on, they won't die. If they don't have their helmet on, they better get one very quickly. Depending on yeah. the scale of the ship, you would probably be able to vent the ship from the pilot's pilot seat. That won't be in 3.0, but in 3.0, you will be able to blow doors and atmosphere will go out of the ship. You can vent it, though, so there's no oxygen left. Mm. Um, so it talks about player stealth. Um, uh, talks about the reclaimer processing room going, how does the reclaimer pro processing room work? Is there a mini game to salvage ships or is it automatic? Um, okay, he says, no, we're going to have actual gameplay. First of all, you, if you see wreckage, you need to go out there and separate the items. Like a gun attached to a blown up wing, you'd have to detach the gun and recover it as an item you can sell. Then you can um, salvage the actual debris and so on. Doesn't really kind of talk about. I think what's happening inside the reclaim which is which I think the question was about. Mm. Um, there is still docking. Um, the soundtrack will re release when Squadron Forty Two releases, but oh, there's a lot. Good. Yeah, there's a lot of seen a lot of music in Star Citizen. We'll probably have several releases along the way with that, so there'll be more music. Um, Star Marine. Um, they're uh, working on an additional Star Marine level that will involve planetary combat. Nice. Um, 
uh, is Death of a Space is Death of the Space Man. Is Death of the Space Man so accurate Death for today for today's plans? Um, yes, still the same plans. They are going to do Death of a Space Man still. Um, can we still hire NPCs to help man our ships? Um, and the answer is yes, there will be. Not in 3.0, but we are planning that. Like we showed the Idris, which had 12 players, and it was six on each ship, and it was nice and close. Um, in Squadron, we have 18 to 19 NPCs just on the ship manning it. I suspect for the bigger capital ships like the Idris and above, and even with the smaller ones, you'll have an NPC crew as well as your friends playing with you. So yes, you'll be able to hire NPCs. Um, and then they talk about localization and that they are putting things in place, but they, they, they'll see kind of further down the line um, where, where that kind of goes. But yeah, so I thought you'd like to hear some of those pieces. Um, it's good to see that those are still on the plate. Yes. Grackies, it's been wonderful um, uh, doing this again. I've missed it so much. We're back, bitches! Back, yes! So, uh, where can we find you? You can find me, as always, on twitch.tv slash grockies, G-R-A-K-E-E-S, as well as Twitter and other places on the internet that, you know, you'll find me. We won't say Pornhub, but we're saying Pornhub. Oh, you're my fa- on my favorite spot. Uh, and <laughs> you can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash Hackley. That's D-O-U-B-L-A-R-T-H-C-K-E. Uh, something. And you can also find me on Twitter and uh, hanging out of Gracky's arse in his chat. Um, so with that, we love you all and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye! like what you heard, please do feel free to follow us. We also do video stuff as well. And give us a review on iTunes. It doesn't matter if it's good, bad, or just indifferent. We want to hear what you have to think. Well, not everything you have to think. I mean, that that could be a lot.